0: Sharp 600 brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortinball. This is episode 77. Welcome back to the program. Little NBA All Star Weekend conversation on the horizon. Good friend of the show, Ashton Graywall, writer and analyst at Covers.com, has a terrific piece up on how to break down and handicap the Saturday night festivities. He's going to join us in just a few minutes. We'll also talk NBA side in total as it pertains to the All-Star Game with Ashton as well. Now, before we jump into the interview, I wanted to lay something out for you. Five years ago, in the NBA All-Star Game, the two sides combined to score a grand total of 281 points. Four years ago, that number jumped up to 318 total points. The year after that, 321 total points, then 369 total points, and then last year, an all-time record, 374 total points were scored in the All-Star Game. The opening number, the opening total for this year's installment of the All-Star Game was somewhere around 360. It depended on which book you found, but somewhere in the neighborhood of 360 total points, that number has since been bet down. As of the time this podcast was put together, we saw it at about 353. Really, really digging the under here for one key reason. Not only not only is this total through the roof, right? Absolutely through the roof, which we can understand because of the trend we've seen coupled with all the three-point shooting and the lack of defense that we generally see in the All-Star game. But the fact that this year with the new format two captains LeBron James and Steph Curry drafting teams I think you're going to see a much more competitive game this year which means a little bit of defense not a lot I don't think they'll be playing defense the entire game I don't think they'll be trying to lock down defenders and running through screens but I do think at certain points later in the game and maybe in the opening three to four minutes you're going to see guys trying to d up to win this game there's going to be more pride on this game than ever before and as a result we just might be able to take advantage of a loophole in the window. The number for the total continues to climb. The scoring continues to climb. So if everyone buys into that, and then all of a sudden this is the year they come out and play some D, we've given ourselves an opportunity. So the Sharp 600 here in Episode 77, NBA All-Star Game Weekend. For the game, we are going under the total of 353.5 total points. Good friend of the program, writer and editor, analyst at covers.com you can follow him on twitter at ashton graywall ashton graywall making his return to the sharp 600 ashton as always it is a pleasure to talk a little nba with you thank you so much for your time you have a tremendous piece up on covers.com right now breaking down the saturday night festivities before we jump into some of the specifics take me through the research process and uh what it was like acquiring all this information not exactly like an nfl sunday that's for sure
1: um, you know, it's, it was a fun thing to do. So I get hard to kind of figure out how long it might have been like half a day or something like that. I was kind of looking back, um, you know, sometimes they change the the rules in some of these events. So uh, that's something you got to kind of have to pay attention to for sure.
0: All right, let's dive into it. Taco Bell skills challenge is the first event up 8 PM Eastern on Saturday night. Lou Williams coming out as the plus three fifty favorite based on your research. What do you see in here?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, the thing that happened with this is uh, recently it used to be, um, you know, just something for the guards. It was uh, something to showcase uh, young up and comers like John Wall. And, uh, you know, I even think uh, Chris Paul used to be in this quite often. You know, it's a uh, dribble, passing, shooting type of thing. But uh, what was really cool is I think it was 2015, they switched it up and tried to incorporate uh, uh, front court players, the big guys. You know, they wanted to see the seven footers out there dribbling and shooting and that type of thing. And they split it up into uh, two brackets, right? So you have your guards. Uh, and you big men. And what we've seen over the last two years is uh, Porzingis, I think, won it last year, seven-footer, and the year before that was uh, Towns, Carl Anthony Towns. So, um, you know, you would think normally, uh, if something having to do with dribbling, uh, passing, and shooting, uh, that uh, guards would be doing a better job. But uh, the big guys, they've been uh, really good. And the guy that I like quite a bit in this is uh, Laurie Markin, uh, the rookie uh, in Chicago. Um, he's really smooth, really, really good shooter. Uh, and I think when you look at this event, that's normally always what ends up happening. The guy who just races back down and uh, cans his first three, that's normally the guy who's going to end up winning.
0: Outside of marketing, if you had a second choice, if you could fire two wagers on this, who would be your second option?
1: Yeah, I kind of like Jamal Murray. Uh, the, um, I think he's a third-year guard with uh, Denver. Um, I guess I root for him a little bit, too. He's a Canadian kid, um, so we want to see him do well. But he's having a really good season here with uh, Denver. Uh, Denver trade away um, Emmanuel Moutier, essentially just because Murray uh, won the starting job. Uh, And it's mostly just because of the shooting. So uh, I really like uh, Murray there as well, I think.
0: All right, so following the skills challenge, we have the three-point contest. A player near and dear to my heart as I'm here in the Bay Area. Clay Thompson coming out as the plus 210 favorite. Walk me through the three-point contest. What are you seeing? What's the research show you? Who do you like?
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, I really like this event. It's, uh, I I think, the most consistent event in terms of entertaining. You know, sometimes you can get some real Uh, stinkers in the slam dunk contest. It hasn't always been, you know, Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine type of thing like that. Um, The three point contest normally always seems to be really good. And what I remember growing up on is like specialist guys, like, uh, you know, Craig Hodges of the big Chicago Bulls fan growing up. Right. So I remember, you know, this guy who barely played for the Bulls, you know, comes out and, uh, Uh, you know, knocks the lights out and makes like 28 of uh, 30 shots type of thing, right? And that's not really what we see anymore instead of just these guys that are specialists, right? Because of um, the increased amount of uh, three-point shots that are taken in the league, it means that star players are some of the guys that are competing in this and doing really, really well. Um, So in the last few years, we've seen guys like Stephen Curry, um, you know, Clay Thompson, obviously – uh, you know, uh, Paul Pierce has won this as well too. So some really big name guys have done that. And what I kind of saw from when I was doing my research is that it really does help um if, if it's to be someone that's taking a lot of actual three one shots in games. So it's not just someone like uh, Jason Capono who used to play for the Raptors. I think he won this in back to back years. Jason Capono, you know, Capono barely played for the Raptors, but he could still come up to this and and you know great, do great in the competition. It's not really what we see anymore. It's more like star players, you know, guys that are shooting a lot. Um, in games and get a lot of practice that way. So uh, I think when you're looking at the field, you want to look at someone that is actually taking a lot of shots. And when we say a lot now, it's not like, you know, four or five in a game. It's actually like more like eight, nine, ten that type of a test.
0: I was kind of hoping Devin Booker would be more of a long shot. I kind of considered him a sleeper for this. But at plus 550, he's like the third lowest in terms of odds. You've got Clay Thompson followed by Eric Gordon, followed by Devin Booker. I don't even see any value there.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny, too. Um, I saw early in the week he was much higher. Like, uh, And some books have varied on this. So, you know, he was like 10 to 1 in some spots. You know, like uh, the, I think, biggest underdog next to De- uh, Tobias Harris. So I kind of like your hunch there. And I think some other sharp bettors may have liked that, unless there's just, you know, uh, some disagreement in the markets there. Uh, but uh, where I looked at a couple spots uh, this morning, he was way down there. But when I got the press releases from some other sports books early in the week, um, as I said, he was like about 10 to 1. So, Someone who came into the league had a big reputation. You know, coming out of Kentucky, his you know, his jumper wet looked really, really good. But his first year in the league, he wasn't really hitting the three. Um, but now in his third year, I think he's, you know, uh making something like uh thirty eight percent from three, which is pretty good, especially when he plays on a really bad team in Phoenix. So it's not like a lot of them are going to be uncontested. Defenses know they really have to hone in on that guy. And, you know, when he I think he was uh, in his rookie year as well, he went into the three point contest and he actually looked really good. And I think he only made it to the second round, but he got like um, something like I think 10 points in tiebreaker session, which is like just 30 seconds. But uh, so 10 points in that is pretty good for sure.
0: The slam dunk contest used to be must see television. The problem, however, is that it feels like everything's been done after Vince Carter wrecked shot back in the day, there was only so much more that was left for human beings when it comes to throwing a round object through the rim how many feet above their head. This year, it's going to be Dennis Smith Jr., Donovan Mitchell, Larry Nance Jr., and Victor Oladipo. Let's start with this. Do you think this is going to be a good event? Is this going to be an entertaining version of the slam dunk contest?
1: Hmm, It's tough to say. Uh, I think just, the two years ago, I, um, I think it was two years ago, wasn't it, uh, that that Zach Gordon, or I'm sorry, Zach Gordon, that uh, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon slam dunk contest, that uh, that may have been one of the best ones I've ever seen. So, um, you know, when we think back on that, uh, you know, he had, uh, uh, the mascot for Orlando spinning on one of those hoverboards and Gordon also, like, throwing it, you know, actually underneath his rear end. Yeah. I think it's going to be difficult to, to top that, right, Joe? I mean, um, but at the same time, I like the field that they selected. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. has a really big reputation. Uh, you know, Everyone sort of uh, does a comp, uh, comp for him, like uh, Steve Francis type. Steve Francis used to uh, you know, do pretty well in this comp machine, he was never able, was able to win. I think he was finished maybe second in the year Vince Carter won, um, so there's you know, no shame in finishing second of that, but he can really jump. I haven't really seen him done anything in the league that, um, you know, in terms of anything. Fan, he just gets up in a hurry. And I think, um, you know, fans like seeing guards that can really get up. He has a huge vertical. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, I think I really like the looks of him too, and it's fun. When I watched him play at Louisville, I didn't know he had this type of athleticism. Uh, but what we've seen with him in Utah, uh, it's pretty uh, fantastic. I like Larry Hans Jr. too, uh, although, you know, what we see with him – is normally he looks really good dunking over someone, right? So I don't really know how you sort of translate that um, into a dunk contest. I'm not sure.
0: When it's all said and done, who do you think wins it?
1: I guess my pick is Mitchell, um, but it's it's tough to handicap, especially where uh, I don't think uh, any of these guys have been into – obviously, Dennis Smith Jr. has been in dunk competitions going up, you know, through the AAUs and everything like that. But uh, So I've seen a little bit of footage here and there, but, you know – it, it I, Donovan Mitchell, I guess, is my pick, but I, it wouldn't be, I guess, my strongest pick. It's really tough, I think, to handicap sometimes. It's an I'm done contest. I mean, I, I think Glenn Robinson third was the winner last year, and he was the biggest underdog, right? I think it was
0: something like 13 to 1. To the game itself, Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, first year in which we've had captains draft teams. Team LeBron, which will feature Kevin Durant. Team Steph which will feature the other two Golden State Warriors, Draymond Green and Klay Thompson. Right now, offshore, we're seeing anything from Team LeBron minus one to Team LeBron minus two. What are you thinking when it comes to the side for Sunday night's All-Star game?
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I You know, it's really cool to see them together. You know, I actually like uh, Steph's team a little bit more. Um, and I think what we're seeing, too, is uh, there's been so many um, – injuries here too so it's been shuffling in some lines I, I even saw some spread that there I think that originally had uh Steph's team as, as the favorite here by you know about the same type of thing one or two points so um I think there's been a little bit of uh movement there with uh, so many players being replaced uh but yeah I, I think I kind of like um uh Steph's side there a little bit more I like some of the Warriors line up more in there I like when you can kind of throw out some lineups there that um uh, have more of that uh, consistency from uh, team basis and that type of thing. Obviously, LeBron has the best warrior or maybe second best. I don't know. It's up for debate uh, with uh, KD being over there. But I, I just I think I like uh, the roster construction a little bit more on uh, Kirby's team than LeBron's.
0: Five years ago, the two sides in the NBA All Star game combined to score 281 points. Four years ago, that number jumped to 318. The following year, 321. The following year, 369. Last year, an all-time high of 374 total points. I think you see where I'm going here. Each of the last five years, we've seen a significant uptick in scoring. This year, the total comes out somewhere in the neighborhood of about 360 points and has since been bet down as of this publication this podcast to about three hundred and fifty three and a half total points this is absolutely absurd how do you view how do you analyze how are you capping this year's nba total
1: yeah i i've did a little bit of research just on, this, on this and i should have an article coming out uh, sometime this weekend on it but um i kind of it, it's, it's interesting the total has gone um over and you know you mentioned this trend here with the points um Every year, they just keep on getting more and more points scored. And I kind of tried to identify why that was happening. And I looked at the three-point shot attempts Um, last year. Actually, uh, yeah, last year there was 122 shot attempts the year before from three, of course. uh, The year before that, there was 139. And if you look back in 2010, there was 38 So, you know, what you're seeing is just the game changing in the All-Star game, just like um, right now as it is in the league, right? So the All-Star game and the regular season, we're seeing more and more three-point shots. I remember, you know, when we were watching this when we were kids and that type of thing, um, it used to just all be about dunks. You know, it was always just, okay, set up for an alley-oop here and that type of thing. Um, And then, you know, with uh, Curry coming into the league and that type of thing and coming into the All-Star game, Wanted to try and knock down a th- you know a three from half court, and I remember when he took that shot, he was you know uh, two feet inside the, the uh, half court line in the All Star game, thinking this is nuts. Um, you know, so I think that there is a little bit of value, even though uh, that total is you know pr- maybe the highest ever in a basketball game. I'm not sure if I've ever seen a total at 360, right? But it's insane. I, I still- it's it's nuts it's nuts right when you think of that but I mean like we could have a team get over uh, 200 points right one one side could get there I think the the Western Conference had uh, 196 last year right so even though the number is huge uh, I wouldn't say that it's a bad number or anything like that I mean we're just seeing that might that much of an increase in scoring in the All Star game.
0: Follow him on Twitter at Ashton Graywall, writer and analyst at Covers.com. You should check out the article, which is up on the site now. You can find it under the NBA tab. It is tremendous stuff. Ashton Graywall joining us here on the Sharp 600. Great stuff, Ashton. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great weekend. Look forward to doing it again soon. Okay, thanks a lot, Joe. It says here we should work in teams. Who wants to be my spotter? In addition to MLB All-Star Week, they call next week one of the two most dead weeks of the year when it comes to the sports calendar i disagree the sharp 600 will power through will power through indeed we've got to get to daytona we've got to get to the oscars we've got to talk to some friends about blackjack strategy yep that's right we are going to branch out from the sports world we've got a bunch in store for you all that's coming up soon but for right now episode 77 in the books thank you so much for tuning in everybody if you get the opportunity, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Be safe. If you're somewhere warm, enjoy the weather. If you're somewhere cold, <laughs> I don't know. Keep firing away. That's what degen betting is all about. Be well, everybody, and best of luck. <laughs>